Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 31st of January. The Supreme Court today sought the response of the Uttar Pradesh government on a plea seeking to quash notices against the anti-CAA protesters. Notices were sent by the Uttar Pradesh district administrators to alleged protesters in order to recover the losses incurred to public property during the anti-CAA protests. The UP government, which is supposed to reply to the notice within the next four weeks, had slapped notices on 372 people. The petition, which sought a stay on the notices, alleged that they had been sent to people who had not been booked under any penal provisions and no details of any FIRs or any criminal offences had been made out against them. The plea also alleged that notices had been sent to people in an arbitrary manner, including one to a 94-year-old man who had died six years ago and two to people who were more than 90 years old. The petition also stated that the 925 people who have been arrested for violent protests may not get bail easily in Uttar Pradesh till they pay up for the losses because they will be given a conditional bail only after they deposit the amount. The plea also sought the setting up of an independent judicial inquiry into the violence during the anti-CAA protests in Uttar Pradesh. Starting from universities and colleges, the angst against CAA has also seeped into schools. But unlike colleges, in schools, teachers and parents have to bear the brunt. Yesterday, in Karnataka's Bidar, the mother of a student and the head teacher of Shaheen School were booked for sedition after a play was staged by the students against the Citizenship Amendment Act. This came after school authorities tried to prevent students from being interrogated by the police. The police made the arrest based on a complaint by one Nilesh Rakshala, an activist of the Akhil Bharatiya Vidyarthi Parishad. The cops arrested Nazbar Nisa, the mother of a girl who was a part of the play, and Farida Begum, the head teacher of Shaheen School, who was involved in staging it. The two were booked under various sections of the Indian Penal Code. The head teacher of the school had organized the play with students of class 4, 5, and 6 on January 21st. Following the complaint by the ABVP activist, three policemen visited the school and questioned the students, including a nine year old child. The 17-year-old who shot a student of Jamia Millia Islamia yesterday during a police interrogation said it was his intention to target Shaheen Bagh. He told the police that he has no remorse for his action and that he was influenced by social media and TV coverage. According to police sources, the shooter wanted to create panic at Shaheen Bagh, which has become the epicentre of protests against the citizenship law. The teenager is from a town called Jevar in Uttar Pradesh. Apparently, while leaving his house, he told his family that he was going to school, but instead he took a bus to Delhi. He had even borrowed a crude pistol from a friend to carry out his plan. When the teen landed at Jamia around noon yesterday, he saw the beginnings of a protest and decided to hang around. After about an hour, during which he went live on Facebook several times, he broke out of the crowd of protesters and pulled out his gun. He pointed the gun at protesters and made threats like Yelo Azadi. The policemen, who were standing barely a few metres behind him, took their own sweet time to respond. They later justified their slow reaction, saying that the shooter had his back towards them and that they couldn't see his gun. Last night, two news laundry reporters were harassed by the Delhi police while covering protests against the police for their inaction during the Jamia shooting outside the police headquarters at ITO. Our Hindi reporter Basant was even detained. Now, listeners and readers, as you can see, our reporters are out and about doing their best and going through all kinds of trouble to bring you reports fresh off the ground. 
We need your support right now more than ever. Go to www.newslaundry.com and click on the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. And don't forget to read Basant's first-person account on Newslaundry Hindi. The wife of an Uttar Pradesh man who held 23 children hostage at a birthday party has died of injuries after she was beaten and attacked with stones by neighbors. The man, Subhash Batham, was shot dead by police last night after a 10-hour standoff at a village in Farukabad. After he was killed and the children were rescued by the police, his wife was caught by locals and assaulted. Bricks and stones were thrown at her. She was in a critical condition when she was taken to the hospital. While it is not known that the wife was involved in her husband's plan, the police suspect that she was. The kidnapper who was an accused in a 2001 murder was known to be aggressive and prone to violence. Yesterday, he invited some children from the village to his house on the pretext of celebrating his 1-year-old daughter's birthday. When all the children were inside, he shut the doors and held everybody at gunpoint. The neighbors, realizing something was wrong when their children did not return from the party, began knocking at his door. When the man started shooting at them, they called the police. Once the police arrived, he fired at them and even threw a crude bomb. After more than 3 years of confusion, political division and missed deadlines, Britain is finally scheduled to formally withdraw from the European Union today at 11 p.m. British time. But as the country enters a transition phase that could potentially be volatile, London and Brussels are set to try and figure out a trade deal by the end of the year. The EU had given a last seal of approval to the withdrawal agreement on Thursday. The end was apparently undramatic and bureaucratic. Turns out the 27 nations in the European Council had to respond to four boring procedural questions with a yes, no or abstain. With the end of phase 1, phase 2 is all set to begin. And if the past 3 and a half years have been anything to go by, phase 2 is going to be way more difficult than the last one. The Brexit transition period is scheduled to end on December 31st, 2020. That means the UK has to negotiate its future relationship with Europe within the next 11 months. And a failure to reach an agreement will most likely end up causing further economic damage to both sides and the rest of the world. The coronavirus outbreak continues to wreak havoc around the world. The World Health Organization has finally declared it a global health emergency. Russia closed off part of its 2600-mile eastern border with China as the number of confirmed cases worldwide crossed 7700. More than a dozen countries including the US are isolating patients and screening travelers from China. Here in India, the army has set up a facility near Manesar in Haryana to quarantine approximately 300 Indians who will be arriving from Wuhan. Five new cases of suspected coronavirus were detected in New Delhi and the patients were admitted to RML hospital last night. However, no deaths from the disease have been recorded outside mainland China where the death toll has risen to 170. In Italy, fears that a sick passenger had the coronavirus led the authorities to block more than 1000 people from disembarking a cruise ship in a port town. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Do read our report on how Swarna TV conducted a sting operation on alleged Bangladeshis in Bengaluru prompting an illegal demolition drive. The police raised down more than 700 tin sheds claiming that they were inhabited by Bangladeshi nationals. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. 
Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.